Hello, everybody. This is Rich Sports Talk, broadcasting live on the SoundCloud TuneIn radio apps along with Spreaker and available for download on iTunes. Remember to like and subscribe to our channels and also look us up on Facebook where you can also follow for the latest posts from the podcast and, of course, from our blog channel. Going to go a little bit different today. Usually talk a little bit more in general about sports, but today going to focus on the New York Mets. Uh, Big Met fan growing up my entire life. Uh, currently living in the New York area. So I did want to talk a little bit about the New York Mets because they've been in the news a lot lately. More importantly, because we're starting to hit July. This is the time of year with baseball where you figure out who's a competitor, who is not going to be in the postseason contention. It's clear the New York Mets are not going to be in contention this year. So the thing that's been coming out is will they trade their star pitcher, Jacob DeGrom? Now, Jacob deGrom has been pitching at an incredible level this year. You can make the case he is pitching at a Cy Young level and could be one of the favorites to win the Cy Young this year, despite having no run support and a terrible supporting cast around him. But I digress. What I've been hearing from all these talk shows in New York, from the New York area, is that the Mets have to trade deGrom. And I'm of the opposite opinion. I don't think they should trade deGrom. And if they do... I think it's for a big reason why. And it's not the reason you might think. And I'll get to that in a little bit. But here's why you keep a Jacob deGrom. We talk about when you trade a star, you never get what that star is worth. You might get some good pieces back. You might get some good players. But usually when you trade one of the premier players in their sport, you might get some good players back. You might get some valuable draft picks. But you're never going to truly get what that player is worth. And Jacob deGrom has been the ace of this Mets staff for years. He's shown he can be a big-time pitcher in the postseason, been consistent, been healthy. And he's under control for the Mets for a couple of years. So I don't think the Mets have to trade him. And look, if this team feels they can compete next year, saying, look, we've had a lot of injuries. Cespedes has been injured. Jay Bruce has been injured. They've had to deal with a lot of injuries this year. If that is going to be the excuse for this year, then... If you trade Jacob DeGrom, not only are you signaling that you're not competing this year, which we all know they're not, but you're also signaling that that they don't feel they're going to be competitive next season. Because there's only so many elite front-end starters in baseball. And look, the Mets have some pitching depth. There have been talks about Zach Wheeler possibly being gang dealt. Uh, You have Steven Matz, but those two have been off and on with injury problems. And then you have Noah Syndergaard. And to be honest with you, I think if the Mets are going to trade any pitcher, it should be Syndergaard because I think he'll be a little bit more attractive, even though he's had the injury problems with the last years. If they can get him healthy and pitch over the last 15 games, give him 12, 15 good starts the last half of the season, I think you could get a good value back for him during the offseason because this is still a guy that throws 100 miles an hour, one of the best in terms of stuff guys in baseball. And Despite the injuries, I think there'll be a team that will need an ace that could pay through the nose, and it would be an attractive offer in the offseason. When teams are sitting in the winter meetings and seeing hundreds of million dollars being thrown at guys who really should be twos or threes in the rotation, and they're looking at a guy like Noah Syndergaard, who they can keep relatively cheap for a couple of years, I think you could get a big haul back for him in the offseason instead of now when his value's diminished because he's coming off of injury. Now, speaking of DeGrom, his value's never been higher. And I think you're not going to get the equivalent of the prospects back that fans are hoping for, that people to me, I think they're going to get. And partially we've seen this trend 
teams more than ever holding on to the really great prospects. And the game has changed to the point now where pitchers aren't as valuable as they used to be. I mean, you look at the top organizations in baseball now, and what is it that makes them great? It's that they have great young position players. So you look at a Houston, you look at New York, you look at Boston. They have systems where they have a lot of great young position players. And having elite pitching and having power pitching isn't rare like it used to be. How many guys in baseball now can just throw 100 out of the bullpen? We see it with the specialization in the bullpens and with everyone throwing harder. Having frontline stars, it isn't as rare as it used to be. And having guys that can throw and get strikeouts, you look at baseball now, it's all about home runs and power pitching. I mean, power pitching isn't as rare as it used to be, and you can get guys that can strike out 10 guys, it seems, anywhere nowadays. So for the Mets, I don't think you're going to get truly what you could get with DeGrom back. And even if they got a couple of good prospects, even if they got like two great prospects, the only way the Mets look good is if they get, and you have to think about the odds of this, if they get a trade with multiple players, if they get some guys that are constantly pushing for all-star teams. Like if they were to go out and say, well, we're going to get an all-star caliber catcher, possibly an all-star caliber second baseman for the next decade, maybe, I mean, maybe, could they maybe get a third baseman? They could get like a catcher shorts. I mean, a catcher's third baseman, a one of those combinations, maybe even a first base prospect. I don't know. I mean, I think that could help alleviate. But if you get just prospects, if they're top prospects in certain organizations, you I mean you're hoping that they get to the major leagues and are productive players. I mean, right now you have a guy who is one of the best in the game as a pitcher. And if you're training for prospects, you're hoping maybe two or three of them pan out and become solid major league players, not even all-stars. So I don't get that point for trading Jagram. I understand people are arguing, well, his value's high. It's this, it's that. I think if the Mets trade him, it's a bigger issue and a more underlying issue that no one's really talking about. But when I mention it, all Mets fans will roll their eyes and say, yep, that's the Mets. And that's going to be the contract. Now, the Mets have him under control for a few years, but keep in mind, the way he's pitching, there have been talks that he's looking for an extension, and we've seen when you're really a top-tier Cy Young guy like DeGrom has been, and there have been few pitchers outside maybe a couple of Clayton Kershaw's, Madison Bumgarner have had A, his consistency, but B, his postseason success. He's going to command a $200 million salary at the very least. And the Mets... Ever since the Bernie Madoff schedule, we've known about their, them and their money. They don't want to spend big money. And the Mets have been burned with the $100 million contracts. Sure, there have been some good ones. The Carlos Beltran contract worked out great for the New York Mets. But for every Carlos Beltran, there was a David Wright with the injury. He was the last big $100 million. That's been a bust. We haven't seen him play in two years. You look at a Mike Hampton. We've seen the Mets dole out $100 million contracts. And it hasn't worked out well. I mean, you go through their top five contracts of all time, three were complete busts. So I can see why the Mets, because of their history, they don't want to spend that additional money. And on a pitcher where this has been a team that they built this whole rotation around pitchers, and you look over the last five years, they never, they only had, like, you look, they had the big five that everyone talked about in Ray, but that was Mats, that was Wheeler, Harvey, Syndergaard, and DeGrom. For a three-year period, did you know that the only, they only made one trip through the rotation when all five of them were healthy? 
So I think part of it, too, is the Mets are saying, do we really want to throw $200 million at DeGrom? Do we really want to pay him that much? When we've seen these pitchers get injured, and I think DeGrom, of all them, because he knows how to pitch and can hit spots, I think he could pitch at a high level for a very long time. But with the Mets' financial issues, I mean, they've had some big contracts, but they've been shorter-end contracts. I mean, you look at the Jay Bruce and the Cespedes contracts, and even though they don't look like great contracts now, what the high selling point was, well, they were four-year contracts or a three-year contract. They weren't a five, six, seven, eight-year deal, which I think the Grom is going to want. So I think if the Mets trade him, it isn't necessarily for the prospects, although that will be a big part of it. I think that they're looking at the situation saying this is as high as this value is going to be. But more importantly, more importantly, they don't want to pay the $200 million because that's going to be the minimum. Because we've seen the price of starting pitching in baseball and how it keeps going up and up and up. And I don't think the Mets want to do that. It is also tough for this front office. I mean, you have to feel for them because they've lost Sandy Alderson because of him stepping away with cancer. Now you have three different guys stepping into the general manager's role at arguably one of the most pivotal times for the franchise with the deadline closing in. I understand that the Mets are in a tough position. They feel they need to get younger. They need to reload their poor farm system, and DeGrom seems like the golden ticket to do that. I just don't think you're going to get the return on investments that you think, so that's why I personally wouldn't trade DeGrom. But if the Mets do trade him, I don't think it's about the prospects. I think it's that the Mets just don't want to pay $200 million bare minimum for Jacob DeGrom. They don't want to give him that big contract. I think that will be the biggest reason they're trying to sell high. Personally, like I said, I would trade Cindergard, let him start a couple games to end the season, show he's healthy, show that he can pitch at a high level, and then trade him in the offseason for prospects. I think that would be good. And you, and people say, well, it's the offseason. People can go outside free agents. That's true, but they also have to go out and shell out hundreds of millions of dollars for decent starting pitching. And Cindergard, the Mets could dangle saying, well, do you really want to pay $100, $150 million for this guy when you can have Cindergard who's in his mid-20s under a good, reasonable control for the next couple of years, could throw 100 miles an hour, he's already a big name in the sport? It would be attractive for other teams. And listen, the Mets can still reload this farm system, not with the blue, blue chip prospects, but they, at this point, just need some bodies and just some decent prospects. I mean, you look at what they have. They have Jerry's Familia, who personally has not been pitching well this year but he could be a valuable guy in a bullpen for a competitor now if you get a decent prospect for him i'd make that trade although the mets are resigned to the fact he's going to leave in free agency so they're going to try to move him up regardless they have his drupal cabrera who is a valuable piece i think he could be an underrated trade asset now once again older prospect would be to a competitor they're not going to get the blue, blue chips in the system, but I think you could get a decent prospect or two from him. He's playing at an all-star level, and he's versatile. This is a guy who can play second, third base, or his primary positions. If a team is really desperate, could play short, not as great defensively now that he's older, but he gives a team versatility, switch hitter, hitting over 300. I think the Mets could definitely get pieces back for him. Jay Bruce, at this point with his injuries, I don't think they're going to get anything for him. But the Mets, those are two pieces the Mets can get some bodies for at the trade deadline. I just don't think you're going to get a great return on Cindergard. And for DeGrom, if you got a couple blue chips, you're just hoping a couple of them become decent players. So for me, that is why I wouldn't trade Jacob DeGrom. But more importantly, if the New York Metropolitans do decide to trade Jacob DeGrom, 
The big reason the Mets would trade him is because they do not want to pay him the Cy Young money that he deserves after the performance he's putting up. He's already hinted he wants a new contract, and the Mets do not want to get burned with another hundred-plus million-dollar contract. It'll definitely be interesting, and we'll bring you all the latest here on Rich Sports Talk with the deadline just about a month away. Of course, to stay in contact with the show, you can follow us on Twitter using the handle Rich Sports Talk. You can always email us and email the show. We'll answer all of your questions. RichSportsTalk at gmail.com. That's RichSportsTalk at gmail.com. Remember to like and subscribe wherever you are listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for joining us here today. I'm Nolan Rich, and until next time, this is Rich Sports Talk.